0: Log Talk Radio <laughs> The Frontier Beyond Fear blog talk radio program. I'm Susan Larris and Dance, and tonight, very spontaneously, I am being guided to launch a new feature of this broadcast called Building Bridges. And on this Portion of the show, and we will continue to have other shows with guests, just as the Frontier Beyond Fear has always been, and even this portion of the show may have guests, but the Building Bridges special feature of the Frontier Beyond Fear will be designed to have discussions fostering understanding, because I feel that it is time for so many of us to begin discussing various viewpoints about spirituality and the world, whatever we would like to discuss to meet upon the bridge. So let me talk a little bit about what I happen to know about building bridges and why it actually works. Um, Many years ago, I became involved in the Oprah Spiritual Discussion Forum. And really, the Frontier Beyond Fear would not exist without that time in my life. And during that time, several of us, and actually it wasn't just this forum, there were other forums as well, um, one in particular in addition to Oprah. But what happened was we began to have honest discussions about how we very, passionately often felt about how our um, our relationship with God if we were atheists what our relationship with um, the physical world was and how we navigated through the world if we were from various spiritual backgrounds we were able to discuss what those backgrounds entailed many of us had transformed from one way of thinking to another. And during the course of our discussions on these forums, including the Oprah Forum, we found that we came to really care for one another. People from different parts of the world were sharing together. And we began to find, rather rapidly, that there were common areas of agreement that we really could meet in a space of compassion. And even when occasionally there was contention, and it wasn't always occasional, it did occur, we found that we started to shift the more that we talked. And sometimes that contention just didn't exist. It had to be steered away from the forum. But then those of us who were left found that we had much more to discuss in a much more compassionate, understanding way, because we had seen what happens when we don't discuss things in that way. And I feel like right now, and that time, by the way, was during the 2008 election season, which was just about as active as this time. It was very different, but there was a lot going on back then. And there were a lot of discussions, for example, of, who is Sarah Palin who had come onto the scene, and what is she about, and what does she represent? And there were discussions of that and how um, different ways of incorporating religious viewpoints into the political arena were occurring more and more, and what does that mean, and how do we feel about that, and is that okay um, when there's separation of church and state? And then we found out that you know, there are certainly people who believe that, that very much should be incorporated in our governing, and some would say it always has. And so there were many, many ways of looking at this and discussing it. That doesn't mean that we agreed, but we talked about it, and a lot of things came to light during that time that many of us weren't aware of. Now, my own background is I was raised an evangelical. I had a a really... I had a series of opportunities to be exposed to alternative viewpoints. I was growing up during the time of the New Age movement when it was really called that. I was exposed to that in my teens. And that did open me up, but it also frightened me. And so at some point, I kind of shut down. I became a scientist. I got a math degree and a computer science degree. I worked as a computer scientist. I was not totally a rationalist or an atheist, but I tended not to focus on my spirituality as much for quite a while, although it was still present. It's kind of hard to explain. I didn't have a dogma, Um, but I had an awareness that was always with me, even from childhood, and many of us do. And it really took a jolt in my late 30s to wake me up basically a brush with my mortality um when i think i was about 38 and i don't mind telling you i'm 52 now i don't hide that i don't think women need to hide their age they don't need to hide the color of their hair i'm enjoying that mine is getting just a little bit of silver coming in and i'm loving that um and those were and so i was about 38 years old when i had um what for me was a very frightening experience and um, health-wise and it led me to a question ultimately which was show me the way and I said that in the most honest way that any of us can say it and many of us have asked that question show me the way and perhaps we think when we ask that question that there's only one way well It doesn't matter what we think when we ask it. There may be many ways, but we are asking with all our hearts to be shown a way to a new way of living, and that's what I was looking for because I was stuck. And so I asked that question, and when that happened, my world opened up, and it opened up very, very dramatically, but it took many years for me to totally integrate what happened and really i had what people now call a series of spiritual emergences which were mystical and visionary and very powerful meaningful experiences that changed me forever and that's really what led me to start writing on these forums I wrote on an apologetics forum Um, today, which I find is interesting, is I believe it's called Sibling Day or Sibling Appreciation Day. I just saw that fly by on Facebook. And the funny thing is, is that when I first started writing on a discussion forum as Bridge Builder, and that was a Christian apologetics forum where people openly discussed topics relevant to spirituality, I wrote because I was so concerned about one of my siblings, how would that person feel if someone that she loved was going to hell? And so really the original question that I asked, because I was opening up to ways of thinking that were beyond um, this notion of a loving God sending people to hell, that was inconsistent for me, although it took me many, many years to really explore that fully until I could truly feel comfortable with the idea that there could be no hell in the presence of a loving God. And where this started was with a question, which was essentially, how could you be happy in heaven with loved ones in hell? And I asked that in a very prominent Christian forum at the time. Um, It was called CARM. I think it might even still exist Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, where you could ask questions like that. Only I said it in such a way that was a little bit more provocative, which was essentially, if I'm phrasing it correctly, if hell exists, everyone is going there. And perhaps one day I'll read that post. I don't have it here anymore. But the whole premise of it was just the very existence of hell would cause everybody to experience it in one way or another because we are loving, empathic souls, and we could never, ever be at peace while loved ones or even strangers are being exposed to that kind of suffering. And that particular post went on for a very long time. It it became one of the most replied-to posts on that entire forum. In fact, I believe it was the most for quite a while. And all kinds of responses were given. And then it went on to be discussed on the Oprah forum, too. So why do questions like that matter? And I I do welcome um, anyone in the the chat room. Thank you for joining us. If you actually want to participate in the chat, by the way, you have to get a login, which is really easy, but um, you have to get a login account, and then you can actually type a question. But um, I do want to say that this show came up so spontaneously tonight, within about half an hour of going live. Um, I know that, that it came up very quickly, but if anyone wants to have a discussion with me, you are very welcome Call the show at 310-807-5104 to talk about really what's on your mind and your heart in response to what I'm sharing and how you might like to build a bridge regarding what you believe and how maybe you feel a little bit, many people feel frustrated that somehow they're not quite getting their viewpoint across. This is not always to agree. In fact, it's often not to agree, but it's to try to better understand where we're coming from. Because when we do this, this is how we do start to move towards one another on the bridge. And that's what really tended to happen on these discussion forums years ago. The the time of the discussion forum has mostly passed. We don't really have these anymore in the way that we did, but they were very valuable at the times that they existed because that's exactly what happened, is people moved closer to one another on the bridge simply by fostering more understanding. Sometimes people were really shocked by what people believed, And that's also important because you can't really have a meaningful discussion with somebody until you truly begin to hear what that person believes. And so even if it's shocking or upsetting, that's good that there is nothing wrong with that because what that means is you are beginning to hear. The more that you hear, the more that you can have a meaningful discussion. So that is the purpose. Um, Now, I I wanted to talk, something that, that we'll do on this show, and again, this is just so spontaneous tonight, so whether it'll go the whole hour tonight, I really can't say. I have a feeling it may be a shorter broadcast tonight, but the purpose tonight is simply to launch it, simply to set the intent and the vision in motion, because my hope is that this can have kind of a model I've seen a good example, for example, um, although it's a little bit different, but sometimes, for example, if you watch C-SPAN during a presidential debate, you get callers from many different viewpoints calling in, and they just call in and give their view. That's a little bit different than what might happen here, but that could happen here. That is one example of what can happen here. Now, there may be some limits here, In fact, I can guarantee there will be limits here. If something way out of bounds is very hateful or inappropriate, that certainly can't be allowed here. In fact, it isn't even allowed on Blog Talk Radio. However, there can still be discussions of alternative viewpoints because right now I think that's vitally important. Now, will this show have a particular leaning? Well, given that I am the host, yes. It will have a leaning, I mean, I'm going to represent what I believe, and I certainly you know will come from that perspective, but at the same time, I feel like I can also explain what my understanding of what others believe has come to evolve to be over the years, just having lived that, having been a part, for example, of multiple evangelical circles i have an understanding of where people are coming from there and that really helps me it's a compassionate understanding sometimes i may question things because i certainly do question things but i also attempt to explain to people you know what what is it to be more of a quote new ager which is often what i might be termed is that even definable How do we understand what that is? What does it mean? Because truthfully, many New Agers, what they really believe in is a form of heaven on earth. And pretty soon you find out that, hey, a lot of people are New Agers in that way. A lot of people believe in heaven on earth, just in a different way. And so isn't it interesting that something that has a term New Ager, where there can be a certain bias about that term, is really not all that different from what one might consider a more universalist view of heaven on earth. It basically means that this earth is shifting. And even there, there is a great deal of discussion. There is as much discussion in so-called New Age circles of how a kind of heaven on earth will occur and is coming into being as there are discussions in conservative Christian forums about whether there will be a rapture, whether there won't be a rapture, whether people, um, this notion of dominionism, will be discussing that on this show. This came up um, many years ago when Sarah Palin came on the scene on the Oprah Forum. As Many people don't understand what that means, that there are people in the world that passionately believe that, um, you know, putting a spiritual conservative influence into all structures of our society is what they are called to do, that that is what they truly do believe. And it has to do with taking dominion over the earth. And if you don't understand that this is a way of thinking about politics It really puts you at a disadvantage when you're talking with someone or even attempting to understand what in the heck do these people mean. Um, It really does. And so I think that it's very valuable to have that kind of a discussion as well, just to better understand if someone who believes in that wants to call in and explain it and tell us if we don't have it right, if I'm not explaining it well, that is just fine, as long as we can have a rational discussion because that is the key. This show isn't just about politics. It's about spirituality. And ultimately, you know, as this show progresses, because right now this is such a spontaneous episode, I will aim to try to bring some things from the news specifically to discuss. So it'll be a kind of commentary on what's going on. And I may be able to do a few of those things, but tonight there was no preparation time. But on another show... Um, or, or something I saw in the news was, interestingly enough, Bernie Sanders' view on spirituality. And he really emphasized how love is the key, that love is where we meet, at the center. And yes, that's it. Love is the bridge. It's been said many times. The love of God, if you believe in God, no matter how you choose to label that concept, spirit the universe the multiverse no matter how even if you are an atheist or an agnostic and just believe that we have loving feelings for one another in our hearts that are just you know somehow evolved for our own progression because there is some evidence that evolution includes this is a new thing it's not just survival of the fittest again I'd love to bring an article in which I can once I start getting a little more research going here um, where there actually is some proof that part of the evolutionary cycle actually involves helping one another species helping one another within a species and that that actually makes a difference in survival And isn't that interesting? It's not quite what we thought it was. Now, if you're a spiritual person, you may ask, what about guided evolution? This is how we have a a discussion about evolution. You can have evolution that is guided in a more, um, you know, even evolutionists will say it's guided by evolution itself, um, that it's not totally random, that that actually is not an accurate depiction of what, what they actually see but what if it's guided by the divine what if there are leaps in evolution evolutionary leaps that is what a new ager believes that there are shifts in consciousness and that there are quantum leaps and even then there's discussion and see this is what we're talking about it's not all cut and dry it's not all black and white because you've got all kinds of people talking about well, is everybody going to leap in consciousness? Are some people not going to choose to to have this evolutionary leap? And before you know it, you have on the New Age side something that sounds exactly like the left-behind theory that Christians have. Because if you look at what Christians believe, and when I say Christians, I need to be careful here because I mean evangelicals, and that is a much broader group than just evangelicals. But those of you who have been brought up in that know that there are many people, this is how I'm building a bridge tonight, who will label being Christian with being an evangelical. That is not true to a vast majority of Christians. However, there is a subgroup of Christians who believes being a Christian has a particular more defined definition. And that can even get really isolated, like if you belong to church of christ there are those there who believe that you have to go to church of christ to be a christian and so it can be very limiting so in any case there is a viewpoint that people will be left behind that christ will return very similar to a kind of new age theory something very dramatic will occur there are those who believe in the rapture where they will be taken off the earth Nowadays, a lot of the conservative Christians are questioning that. They're saying, well, it should have happened by now. And you have people who say, you know, they're going to have to live through a time of real trial and that we may be in it already, or there are all these signs as to whether we're in it or not. And, you know, that's a very involved area of study that I'm not going to explain right now. But how is that similar to New Age belief? Well... Again, you know, it has to do with a dramatic shift on the earth. How do I build a bridge of understanding in terms of what might a conservative Christian say about that? Well, a conservative Christian may say that the New Age version is counterfeit. And see, this is how I know how other people think because I actually lived that. And I know, and I can say this in a compassionate way, I know that's how there is an honest belief in this, because of this notion of personified evil. And the thing is, is that many New Agers don't believe in personified evil. We don't believe in Satan. So that's a real difference between a um, traditional New Ager and even there, there are questions. And you see, I could go on all night because that's what I'm talking about here. This is something worthy of discussion because even then you will hear new age people say, hey, there are these lower 4D dimensional beings, you know, that sound kind of evil or they're dark or what are they? And so, isn't that interesting? There's a discussion. Ultimately, what someone like, I mean, all I can ultimately represent, what have I come to believe about unconditional love is that if God is love, if God is omnipresent love, which means God is everywhere, then there really is no room in the multiverse for a super powerful evil being. Now, some people say... That being serves God. That's a theory. Not in the New Age circles. That's a theory in Mormon circles. That's a theory in certain Christian circles. And Mormons do call themselves Christians, by the way, although Christians, evangelical Christians, often don't call Mormons Christians. Yet another area of discussion. Well, I've been talking to Mormons more lately, and it's really interesting to hear what they they believe the more that you understand it. And one thing is that this evil being is actually kind of serving God. And there's a Christian view in that, too, or the purposes of God. Or, see, and even there I did it, because Mormons call themselves Christians, too. They consider themselves Christians, and yet there are those who would say that they're not. So what am I demonstrating here? Um, as I just ramble on on my own, and I appreciate um, the the chat room participants that are that are able to listen I do appreciate that what are we talking about here what are we seeing just in this brief little discussion where I'm trying to explain a few concepts there are a lot of nuances here there are a lot of subtleties where people are questioning and defining what they believe and there are even similarities in the questions because ultimately everybody is coming to terms with why is the world the way it is? Why do these dark things happen in the world? Very common question um, and a very worthwhile question given what we observe in the world. Why are we here? Is the true nature of God? What does it mean for God to be love? Some people will tell you God isn't love. I have had. Um, you know, people who are friends of mine have said God isn't love. God is a neutral energy field, like the force, and can go either way. Now that's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. and yet it's a form of belief and it's out there and it's you know, and so then the question becomes, is God personified? Can you have a relationship with God? Who is God? What is God? Is God in us? Are we children of God? Are we inseparable from God? If God is omnipresent, where is God? How does God relate to us? Can you have a relationship with something that you're a part of? What are we? Well, I believe that we're aspects of God having a human experience. I believe that we were existent before we came here. And interestingly enough, you know, when I talked to the Mormons, They believe in in children of God existing before coming to earth. Very interesting commonality there, um, because that too was based on, um, a lot of these things are based on people having visionary spiritual emergencies, which I certainly can relate to. Um, Anyone who's gone through that knows that it can come at a challenging time in one's life. It can come at a very spontaneous time, but it changes you forever. And what you explore there will change everything you come to feel about the world, and it can shift as much as your own beliefs shift, because how you come to understand it is going to be based on how you frame it, what your frame of reference is. So I'm trying to convey, best I can, just what the intent is here. What do we know? For example... About other faiths, you know, what do we know about Islam? Who can come and talk to us about it? Um, What, and, you know, we're not talking radical ideas here. We're not intending that for this show. But, I mean, just to better understand, you know, what, what do people believe? And I think that the more that we come to understanding this, and I guess really, This is very much the vision behind the Frontier Beyond Fear show itself. Maybe the show's evolving. Maybe it'll be called Building Bridges and not the Frontier Beyond Fear. I really don't know. But for now, I think there's both. I think that that we still have both, um, both ways for this show to flow forward because what I would like these conversations at night. They'll primarily be at night, I think, or later in the day. We'll see. Um, see if we can get more involvement over time. And by the way, if you are listening and you want to call in and just offer your input, the phone number is 310 807 5104. And I know that, um, you know, since this was announced so late. Some of you will be listening in the podcast. We haven't had a show for a while. You know, when I don't have a show, that either means there's a lot going on in my life or there's a lot going on in my heart. And that's really what's been happening in the past, oh, I don't know, I guess it's been a couple weeks at least, because when I have a lot going on in my heart, well, I just need to take a little rest sometimes and let that unfold as it will because it's really important for me to be as clear as I can when I do the show. Although, honestly, I can come on when I'm troubled as well, and I have done that. But it's not so much being troubled as just sorting things out. And then also in life, I've just been busy. But um, it's nice to welcome you back. And I do have to tell you, those of you who've been listening to the archive, I can see that, and I so appreciate it. I love in a way that when we don't have a show, You guys are going out and exploring several episodes back, and that's really worthwhile because I'm just so happy that people are catching up on episodes. So um, that's why I always trust that when we have a break, it's for a reason. So Actually, I think I'm going to just rest my voice here for a moment, and let's see. Let's play a song. Actually, I'm not sure. I haven't played this one maybe ever. Maybe I've played it. I don't know. But I have a a song here called Change by Larry Sire, who wrote much of the music for this program. It's just a brief song, and we're just going to take a little break at the bottom of the hour here and then just come right back, and we'll stay with it for tonight. Welcome back. Just a quick, um, I have all these songs queued up from Larry Sire that many of them I haven't actually played, so that was a new one, Um, and the concept of change is very important right now, and while that was playing, um, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for picking up the show here, because I see we popped up onto the front page, and that's wonderful, and also we're being featured in Live Spirituality, also wonderful. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I always appreciate that, and I think this show is going to be a wonderful addition to the offerings here whenever we have it, especially at night, because the real idea here is discussion. And the real idea here is meeting on the bridge, no matter what our spiritual or political persuasion, as long as we can have a respectful discussion within um within limits, certainly, um, not a hateful discussion, a respectful discussion where we can come to understand one another better. And in the first half hour, those of you who are joining us, um, we we I just spontaneously explored some things regarding how um, there are so many nuances to what we may choose to believe and how we understand one another what we believe we we have such there even within a single belief system there are just countless ways for example of interpreting the bible in a conservative way let alone a liberal way and a conservative way and everywhere in between and in my personal experience i've gone to multiple churches both liberal and not and um I think that in the course of that, I have, you know, many years of my childhood and and beyond. I certainly heard conservative um, people debate various ways of literally interpreting the Bible. And see, the same thing can happen in other belief systems in a different way. We are all coming to understand what we choose to believe in our hearts. Now... Some belief systems will tell you that you can't trust your heart, which is really an interesting thing. There are those who may not realize that there is an entire branch of Christianity based on a literal interpretation of the Bible that will tell you that the heart is wicked and deceitful, so you can't trust it. And yet there's a whole bunch of people in the broader spiritual universe who will tell you that trusting your heart is the most important thing you could possibly do that if you're not trusting your heart you're not listening to god and so that's a big disconnect right there is that do you trust your heart or not there are those who will tell you you have to trust what it says you have to trust what this text and depending on what the text is that they believe in the sacred text You have to believe that and not trust your heart. Don't listen to your heart. Listen to these words. And then there are those who will tell you, wait a minute, your heart is your compass. Your heart is omnipresent God within you. That is the love of God. That is compassion. That is conscience. And that if you're not listening to your heart and your conscience, well then, you could steer very far clear of any kind of an ethical society or a compassionate society. And at the same time, there are those who will tell you, if you're trusting your heart, that may mean anything goes. So that's not ethical. And you see, two different points of view, so many different nuances, and I have heard every one of them in the course of my own personal spiritual journey. I have heard them all. I have even been exposed to Calvinism in my youth. I once sat in a service where a minister said that God chooses who goes to heaven in the same way like we choose a coffee cup in the morning. Ah, eh, maybe that one, the other one can burn. Yeah, it's up to me after all. That's not a kind of a loving God that I can personally believe in. And let me tell you, when I heard that as a teenager, I didn't go back to that church. And I was even allowed not to. And I had conservative parents. But that kind of a belief, that kind of a Calvinist belief, didn't sit well with them either, thank God. But they were still conservative. Even so, You see, conservative discussion, they exist. Ultimately, you can feel it. You can feel the love of God. You can feel it in your heart. I heard the other night, I was listening to Coast to Coast, and there was an honest discussion. I know many people in this audience Listen to Coast to Coast AM at night. And one of these nights, I think I may just call in. I'll just be caller Susan and just call. Because even though I've had some interaction with those who are on that program, I don't need to be a guest or anything. I don't have a book yet or anything like that, whatever. Sometimes I just want to call and ask a question. Because there was a discussion of whether people deserve to burn in hell. You know... Maybe we need to really think about this in terms of our own society. Do we truly in our ethical societies believe in torturing people? Do we believe that? Do we think that that's model behavior? Or do we think that that's really horrifying, fringed behavior? Because, you know, a lot of people are reacting to that occurring in this world, in some aspects of the world right now, and we're really pretty shocked and upset about it. And that goes from conservative all the way to liberal. And so if you are shocked and upset about that kind of behavior, then how in the world could you ever believe that even the worst person on earth deserves to be tortured forever? That just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense in our minds. And it doesn't make sense in our hearts. And yet somehow it's something that we've heard. And we've heard it over and over and then we try to soften it, and we say, well, maybe hell is just eternal darkness, or maybe hell is just separation from God, or maybe hell is just ceasing to, de- to exist. That's the annihilationist version. Well, let me tell you, when I had my own spiritual emergence experience many years ago, that was something I had to work with. I had to work with all the different versions of hell until I understood, and of heaven for that matter, until I could really come to terms with it. And it had its mark on me those years ago, and this was many years ago. What was it? Um, 13? 2003, I had a pretty powerful experience. And it was followed by others, but in any case, you don't need to have a powerful emergence experience to begin to think about whether it is ethical or loving to believe in any kind of torture, let alone eternal. That is not something that civilized people should need to discuss. I'm expressing a viewpoint. If you want to respond to that, feel free. But truthfully, that is not something that that makes any kind of sense in a universe, a multiverse, with a loving, rational creator. And that's where it all started for me as Bridge Builder, was discussing this topic. And it really started from from the heart, because truthfully, anyone who is a mother, anyone who... You know, has anyone in this world that they love, and even people they don't even know. You don't want to see people treated that way. You could never be happy, truthfully, if you knew that that's what was happening to a good portion of humanity. Even worse, that's what was happening to them because they just happened to be deceived by a supernatural being. That's the other part of it. They can't even make free choices because they're being deceived, or so the story goes. And I'm sure there are those who think that I've been deceived, and I understand that. And on the bridge, we need to understand that there are those projections, that there are many forms of deception. You can be deceived by, a, by mankind As easily as you can be deceived by some supernatural force, there are many kinds of deception. Some of them are planted in childhood, and those are not easy to overcome. And so do we have compassion? Do we have compassion for people who are taught certain things very, very young, before they can even know anything about the world? Well, you know, sometimes children will question things. I have something from my youth where I actually question, you know, whether God was demonstrating loving an enemy. Ah, I see, the, I see the chat room crashed a while ago. Oh, well, well, we gave it a try. Um, anyway, those of you coming into the chat will try again next week with the chat. Um, but I'm not able to see it right now. Maybe you guys can see it. Or maybe I can try to reload it here. Let's see. All right, I'm bringing it back up again because I know at least. Here we go. Ah. Well, I brought it back up from scratch and it's out there again. But as you can see, I can get fairly passionate about certain things. Well, when it comes to, in what I consider, um, basically standing up for the true love of God because I care about God and the concept of God and what unconditional love is, yes, I can become quite passionate. And that's what it was like years ago for many of us when we used to have these discussions on these forums. We were passionate. We cared. And I care even more now because the years have taught me even more about unconditional love and the love of God and what God is. And there are just so many other things. When we talk about the vision for the Building Bridges show here, um, it can go a lot of places. Um, right now, here's a new place. totally, Total change of course here. What about more expansively thinking about our world and about our universe and about the multiverse itself? Because so often we get stuck and we think that, well, you know, this notion of thinking about Any kind of extraterrestrial beings, well, that's just fringe. You know, rational people don't talk about that, right? Well, if you're rational, you surely should be talking about it. Here's something in the news. The Kepler spacecraft has run into some kind of a problem, and I know that some people are saying, "Uh uh-oh, you know, maybe someone caused the problem. Well, I don't know if that's so likely as it just had a glitch of some kind and it's having a problem, but before it did, it was starting to show us lots of evidence of these spectacular planets. Just the other day, they they were talking about a massive planet with three suns. And and what's so fun about these things is they're talking about them in terms of various science fiction depictions that we have known. So anyone who's read science fiction really is enjoying how the creativity of our science fiction authors is now being revealed as real. And of course it is, because the universe is very, very vast. And everything that has ever been imagined in many of these novels, maybe not everything, but a great many things, surely do exist. Of course they do. And so... That's an area I care about, too, and I care about talking about it in a very open, honest, and this is really just the way it must be, kind of a way, and that it's actually more fringe to think that we're totally alone. I mean, that would just be incredibly impossible, given the size of just our galaxy alone. Uh, It's just not even conceivable that we would be alone. You know, and, so, and then you get into a discussion, and probably this show isn't going to go too far into um, like darker experiences that people are having and things like that. I'm going to try to keep this show, as much as I can, focused in a positive way, because I think there are plenty of shows out there that focus on the darkness. I mean, we can talk about it to a degree, but it certainly isn't going to be the focus Because I really think that what we need to hear more of on the airwaves is talking about the light, talking about the positive ways of thinking about ET contact or thinking about, you know, um, supernatural beings or even why hard things happen on this earth. You know, does it have to be attributable to a supernatural evil being or could it be attributable to... Free choice, that we're given free choice here, that this is a place where people explore and that they learn how to be loving. I question it, too. Everybody questions it. How can you not question some of the things that happen on this earth? They are really challenging. Of course we question, and I do, too. But it doesn't mean that there has to be a supernatural evil force Because that's a pretty powerful conclusion to make, and it has a great many implications about God. And I think many of us are unwilling to compromise our vision of God, our belief in just how omnipresent and omnipotent that love is to allow for something like that, to allow for an adversary of that kind even when in service to God, I question it. I question it. I don't question that harsh things happen in the world. I'm getting to the point, truthfully, even today, I saw a couple of stories. One was really upsetting, really upsetting. I'm not even going to repeat it. But what I saw, it's like once it's in your head, I mean, it's like you just don't even want to think about it because there can be such dark things that happen. And you begin to wonder is it's even helpful to know some of these things, because it seems like in our modern world, really dark things get surfaced really quickly, and they can be pretty isolated, although there are parts of the world where some pretty harsh things are happening to a lot of people, and that is not a good thing. And I don't like to focus on it, but I don't want to be in denial about it either. But the thing is, we need to find our way to focusing on the light. We can acknowledge that these things are happening, but we need to find our way. We need to keep our focus as high as we can. I know I'll paraphrase it from my youth. I used to know verses better, but essentially there's even a Bible verse that says, and I'm probably not quoting it exactly, but whatsoever things are are true and pure. Again, paraphrasing. Um, think on these things. Focus on these things. Focus on the light. It's really important. Because what it does from a new age standpoint is it raises our vibration. That's what that's what a so called New Ager would say is that, that that will raise your vibration so that your focus is not on fear. That actually brings us right to the theme of this show. Why did I create the blog the the um, Frontier Beyond Fear? Because it has to do with focusing beyond our fear. It doesn't mean that fear doesn't exist in the world or even that fear doesn't serve some purpose at times. It does. It does. However, the more that we focus on the light, the more that we focus on love, the more our world shifts in miraculous ways. There are miracles in this world. There are synchronicities, meaningful coincidences. And I aim to talk about that, too, more. What in the news? What evidence is there of some really wonderful things in the world? Um, I think, well, actually, I'm not competing with this show, maybe in some markets. But last weekend, I was so delighted to watch David Bennett, who's been on this show multiple times. On with Morgan Freeman on the National Geographic channel on the premiere episode of The Story of God. And David had a very dramatic near-death experience, and he's talked about it on this show multiple times. What a blessing to have had that chance to interact with David and his wife, Um, Cindy Bennett who's actually going to be on again soon in fact I may invite David on again soon I'd like to have David come on and talk about his cool um, experiences with Morgan Freeman I think that would be really interesting and then also discuss his um, near-death and spiritually emergent experiences again because he's had some pretty dramatic experiences more than one so anyway that's on tonight again David won't be on tonight but um, the show is on tonight and what experiences like david david's teach us is there are some pretty amazing things awaiting us on the other side and that we don't need to be afraid he wasn't any kind of a believer at all he was a skeptic and yet this amazing thing happened to him and so There are so many uplifting ways that we can look at our universe and about our world. And that's another purpose here, so that we can share that. So in many ways, this is an expansion of what the Frontier Beyond Fear has always been. And it's just another expression of the show. And it may be my solo portion of the show at times, because I know, having looked Um, I know that that some of the listeners really seem to enjoy listening to to just some reflection sometimes, and it gives me a good outlet so I can let the guests talk more, (laughs) although I love to talk to the guests. But um, it, it is good sometimes to just reflect. And I certainly do welcome callers as we grow this a little bit at night. It would be kind of cool to grow it. How often will it be on? I don't know yet. I mean, we'll be guided. We will see how that unfolds. But um, if it starts building an audience and some callers who want to interact and be in the chat over time, especially if I if I get a little at least some, somewhat regular here, I don't think I'm ready to commit to every night. But it will be on a little bit more often, and 7 p.m. Pacific will be a good time four p m Pacific may be another time when you will find this because that's another convenient time for me to run it, and that also is seven p m Pacific or seven p m Eastern. So we'll be able to hit a couple of different time zones. So we're running to the end now of tonight's broadcast. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio for having us on the front page. I really appreciate that, especially since it came up so much at the last minute. I do appreciate the support of Blog Talk Radio and also the support of listeners. And what do we have coming up? Actually, it's been quiet, hasn't it? But now it's really picking up again. There are some shows coming up, and I invite you to come to FrontierBeyondFear.com, the website where you can see upcoming episodes. We have another episode planned Thursday, and again, I may have another spontaneous one before then, but right now with a guest Thursday, April 14th at 9 a.m. Pacific, a special time because we have an overseas guest. Um, Gail Rex is going to talk about healing the earth. So that will be a nice preparation for Earth Day, which is coming up next week. And then actually, right now on the schedule, and I may add a few more here and there, we also have Dr. Susan B. Martinez returning next Friday, which is Earth Day actually, april 22nd just happened to work out that way i suppose i could have swapped those two shows but i imagine gail's really busy on earth day and um, but we're going to talk about with susan um, just how science is often being undermined um, the actual discipline of researching the truth and she is an anthropologist with a phd who's encountered this herself so that will be really important And we just have some really cool shows coming up. We've got a meditation expert, Nigel Wellings. We've got Frank Joseph coming back. He hasn't come on the show in a while, and he's a wonderful alternative scientist.
1: We have
0: Courtney Walsh coming on. That will be in early May. That's going to be amazing. Um, Deborah Silverman is going to talk about compassion. And she's very interesting. She is Sting's astrologer. Um, Very interesting person. Um, And like I said, um, Cindy Bennett's coming back. She's going to come back with her co-author, Lisa Kay, to talk about spiritual businesses, their new book. And um, another one on the schedule, Christine Alexandria, talking about affirmations. So anyway, just a bunch of guests coming up. We are taking off again and watch the schedule for this show, Building Bridges. It will come on again and um, I look forward to welcoming you here in the future and thank you so much everyone for being here for what I feel will be a really nice addition to what the Frontier Beyond Fear was always meant to be and also just a, a flowing forward of the work of what I've been pursuing, and I may bring on a guest here every once in a while as well, so um, and certainly the callers who I hope will participate as it all. so thanks again, everyone. See you next time. Take care. <laughs>